This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you. 974-8255. Now, if your opinion is that we should move on from the Brian Jean story, well, that's exactly what the plan is. And in fact, was the plan all along. Let me just say one more thing about it before we move on. And it was the point I was trying to raise with the caller before the news who called to say it's a non-story. Look, and I'm getting a lot of texts on both sides of it. Clearly, it's an issue. Clearly, people have an opinion on it. Here's the point. That's what this show is here to do. You think it's a non-story? Good. I want to hear from you. If you're mad at what Brian Jean said, if you think it's insensitive to victims of violence, good. I want to hear from you. Like I say, I'm prepared to give Brian Jean the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he was actually finding humor in the idea of Rachel Notley being assaulted. He made a dumb joke. He realized it was a dumb joke and he apologized. I'm concerned that he thought it was funny enough at the time to say it. And all the other issues that were being discussed, the fact that he's out there holding these town halls, the fact that people are turning out in great numbers to voice their concerns about what's happening in Alberta, those are all stories. These kinds of missteps give people a reason to not focus on these other issues and to raise questions about Brian Jean. His political opponents are making great hay of this today. They haven't forgotten about Brian Jean. I know they're focused on Jason Kenney at the moment. They haven't forgotten about Brian Jean. And if he's going to slip up, they're going to pounce. So the question is, do you want a party led by Brian Jean or a party led by Jason Kenney to defeat the NDP in the next election? I think if your answer is yes, then you should expect more from these, these candidates. And that was just dumb. And if he's going to keep making dumb errors like that, it just makes it more likely the NDP are going to win in 2019. So you can shoot the messenger if you want. Uh, you make me out to be the problem for talking about this. But look, I'm not here to carry the water for Brian Jean. And he's big enough and he's man enough uh, that he can clean up his own mess. And to his credit, he's done so here. But the point I was trying to raise with the caller, should Brian Jean have apologized? If your answer is no, he shouldn't have, then that's fine. But if you're going to call and say it was right for him to apologize and then try to argue it's not a story, I'm sorry that you can't reconcile those points of view. If a politician says something that warrants an apology after the fact, I don't care who that politician is, it's newsworthy. Now, as promised, let's move on. Uh, Story uh, breaking this week of a a potential merger in the works uh, involving the uh, potash agriculture sector. Uh, Potash Corp. is a Saskatchewan-based company. And in fact, there's a lot that exists in Saskatchewan that spells out uh, how this company must operate, where this company is to be located, etc., There was a foreign takeover attempt of Potash Corp. a few years ago. Uh, The Saskatchewan government, the Bradwall government, railed against that and uh, successfully scuttled that deal. So they take that company, that industry, very seriously. So what we're hearing this week, and it's being billed as a merger of equals, a potential merger between Potash Corp. and Agrium Incorporated. Here's the rub. One based in Saskatchewan, the other based in Alberta. So if indeed these companies merge, 
where would the new company be located? Brad Walls, right out of the gate, making it pretty clear. Says, quote, we have an obligation to Saskatchewan people to protect Saskatchewan's interest and to further them. On the more positive side of things, and I've shared this with both CEOs, our government would even want to begin proactively working on some ideas that would make Saskatchewan an attractive place for even more jobs. In other words, Brad Wall's not going to stand by, watch this company set up shop in Alberta, and Brad Wall is going to get the jump on trying to convince this company. We're trying to allure this company to his province. Now, Darren Billis, the uh, Economic Development and Trade Minister, was on our program yesterday, somewhat lamely, trying to uh, talk about the government's economic plan. I guess this would fall to him, and this would be, I think, embarrassing for the government if this company picked Saskatchewan over Alberta. But Billis says, quote, frankly, when you look at our comparative and competitive advantages, Alberta far outstrips Saskatchewan. I'm confident in Alberta and how our province has competitive advantages. Uh, certainly on the corporate tax issue, we've eroded that advantage, although at present I believe we are at the same rate as Saskatchewan, so maybe that's a bit of a wash. But how far should governments go in trying to convince companies to set up shop in their jurisdiction, try to convince headquarters to be located in their jurisdiction? Trevor Toombs, an assistant economist uh, at the University of Calgary, and uh, he joins us on the line here this afternoon. Hello once again, Trevor. Hello. Great to be here. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, in terms of the, the technicalities around this merger and this company, it's uh, you know, a sensitive issue in, in Saskatchewan. Obviously, you noted today that there are some, some legal questions about what would happen to this company should this, this merger go ahead. So, I mean, in short, there are a lot of things that are up in the air. Yeah, absolutely. And so there is a particular act in Saskatchewan related to reorganizing the Potash Corp that requires they keep their headquarters in Saskatchewan. Uh, it's very similar to the Act for Air Canada, for example, that requires they keep their headquarters in Montreal, uh, whereas Agrium's headquarters is here in Calgary. And so where the new corporate head office would go is uh, an important question. Um, you know, but Agrium, it's important to keep in mind they have more than one head office. Their retail head office in Canada is actually in High River, not in Calgary. And they have another retail head office in Colorado in the United States. And so it's conceivable they might uh, have two head offices to deal with different divisions of the company. Yeah, this it could be interesting. I mean, so if a new company is formed, it might moot some of that legislation in Saskatchewan. Who knows? I mean, the, the lawyers yeah. are going to have to sort this out. But it's it's clearly a political issue. And, uh, I mean, it would be a political coup to either government. If, if this new company forms and they say our headquarters are going to be in Saskatoon, our headquarters are going to be in Calgary, I mean, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I think it's a big deal, um, uh, you know, on feel-good grounds rather than, you know, bigger economic Issues. So Agrium here is a large employer, like as, as their entire corporate entity, the employment is well over 15,000 people, but their head office employment here in Calgary is just in the uh, approaching 600 or so. So less than 5% of the total employment is actually associated with the head office. Uh, now, the employment that is in a head office is pretty skilled, um, you know, international staff, you know, engineers, lawyers accountants, that sort of thing. So it's pretty high paid jobs. And that's sort of the idea for governments competing for the location of the head office. Um, now, Calgary has lots of head offices uh, already. We have the most head offices per 
you know, as a fraction of our population than any other city in the country. So we're second in total to Toronto, but we have about 10 head offices per 100,000 people, whereas they only have about four or five. Uh, so there's a lot going for Calgary, because what's important when you're deciding where to put your head office is whether or not you can get cheap access to business services, accountants, uh, marketing firms, finance, that sort of thing. And Calgary has a lot of that already. And, and should that be enough for governments to say, look, here's, here's what we have in place, here's what we have to offer, here's what the advantages are to locating here, take it or leave it? Right. There would be so many considerations that a company is going to think about when deciding where their headquarters should be located. They're going to think about their proximity to customers, the ease of recruiting uh, talented staff. They're going to look at the education of the workforce. They're going to look at corporate and personal income tax rates, and the list goes on. And for governments to focus on having a low, stable tax environment, uh, you know, with a good quality of life in the city, you know, those are sensible ways in which you might think about attracting headquarters. But to offer, say, explicit subsidies to keep a company located here is quite counterproductive and actually might do more harm than good, especially when different provinces start competing with each other and trying to one-up each other's subsidies, and we just have a, a race to the bottom, essentially. Well, but we see that all the time, right? And the argument is that we'll be better off if we're successful. So even if it means subsidies, even if it means special tax credits and tax exemptions, uh, that the fact that we've lured that company or brought that headquarters uh, to our city or to our province, mm-hmm. we're better off for it. There are benefits from having headquarters located in your city. Uh, there are benefits for other firms in the city too. So there are these spillover effects. More headquarters are located here. More intermediate input services will be located here. You know, more accounting firms, more management services firms, more finance people will be located here. And that makes it easier for other firms to operate here as well. So it creates a kind of cluster of business services that improves everyone's efficiency. And that's kind of what they're competing over. But if everybody does it, then you kind of... Uh, negate the gains there. So if if we think that we can offer some incentive for firms to locate here and no one else responds, then there might be gains. But they will respond. And so we're end up we're gonna end up in a kind of what economists call a prisoner's dilemma situation where we're all trying to compete each other, where we're individually doing what might be optimal, but collectively in this uncoordinated way we actually make everyone worse off. Well it kinda of becomes, you know, like tariffs, like well other people are doing it, so exactly. we gotta do it too. Exactly. I mean it, it seems Standard pretty clear. Story there too. If yeah. if we raise tariffs a little bit and no one else on earth responds, there are there's the potential for us to gain. Um, But, of course, everyone will respond, and that means we'll all be worse off for it. It's interesting when you compare Alberta and Saskatchewan right now. I mean, the the corporate tax rate is the same. I believe it's 12% in both provinces, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Saskatchewan has a sales tax. I think their their income tax rates are are slightly higher. Um, I mean, Brad Wall, I'm sure, would point out that they don't have a carbon tax. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alberta soon will. I don't know how that would impact a, a company like this, but... What else are we overlooking, or what would go into those considerations, then, do you think? So I, I think a big one that works very highly in Calgary's favor is the pre-existing uh, number of service firms that are already here. It's going to be very easy for headquarters to locate in Calgary, and that's why we see 
more and more headquarters locating in Calgary. So if you look back to 2004, uh, there was about 89 head offices here, and now there's over 130. So a big increase in the number of head offices here because it's easy and cheap for them to do so because of the cluster of business services that already exist. Um, Saskatchewan really can't make that same claim. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> on, on the carbon tax, because we're going to have to see how that, that plays out. And, and obviously, there are, are rebates built into to this plan that are meant to, to mitigate the impact on, mm-hmm. on certain industries. But I don't know how it applies necessarily to, if we can say, broadly speaking, agriculture. Yeah, so it's going to apply to operations that are here in Alberta, regardless of where the head office is located. So the, the effect of uh, the carbon tax on head office costs, you know, they do have to pay it because natural gas will be a little bit more expensive than it otherwise would be. And you have to heat your head office. But that's really kind of a trivial line item here when we're talking about a company that has billions of dollars in revenue. Uh, So overall, the tax environment here in Alberta is lower than Saskatchewan. There's no way around that. Um, Now, whether it stays that way or not, given our budget, uh, challenges here in the province is a different question. Indeed. Well, we'll see how this all plays out. It's uh, early stages yet. Uh, Trevor, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate the insight. You bet. Take care. All right. Take care. Trevor Toome, uh, Assistant Professor of Economics, University of Calgary. Um, cautioning governments against this, but you may as well be uh, spitting into the wind. They don't listen <laughs> too often to, to that kind of common sense, especially when the stakes are high. Uh, It should be straightforward enough for a government to say, look, we believe that we have created the best possible environment uh, for businesses to compete and be competitive and all kinds of reasons why businesses want to locate here. And that's all we're going to do. Because it is like with pro sports. Someone uh, texted to say this debate sounds similar to the debate around the new Flames arena. It's exactly like that with sports teams. It should be simple enough for cities to say, Look, put a team here. If you think you can make a, a go of it here, if you think you can make money here, if you think enough people in this market to come to your games and watch your games, then put a team here. We think we've got fair and competitive tax rates for any business. So bring your team here. But that's not how it goes because cities will say, well, it's better for us to have that team than that other city. So here we'll build you a stadium. And here we'll uh, exempt you from property tax. And here we'll do this and we'll do that. And it becomes a game of one-upsmanship. So you think you see that when, when governments compete for other businesses too. But let's be honest. The politics of it all, it would be embarrassing for either government here. For Brad Wall to talk a good game about being the free market premier and the, the province that the businesses are looking at. To have Potash Corp pull up stake to move next door this new entity into Alberta, uh, that would be hugely embarrassing for him. It would be a big deal. Conversely, if Agrium Incorporated merges with uh, Potash and they believe that it makes sense to put this new company in Saskatchewan, uh, that would just confirm what I think a lot of people suspect, that this is not a business-friendly government that we have here in Alberta. So the stakes are high. So if it means you got to throw a little money at them, it means you got to give them some tax write-offs or tax exemptions or tax breaks, if it means keeping them, that's, I'm sure, what they'll do. So do we expect them to? Would we be upset at our government for not doing so if they, they let this company move to Saskatchewan? 974-8255 is our telephone number. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.